Thank you, Vanessa. Looking forward to this chat with my next guest. It's always great to catch up with former Australian cricket captain, a man who loves his wine so much that he decided to make his own wine and put his name on it. Pontingwines.com.au is where you go. Ricky Ponting is on the line. G'day, Rick. G'day, Matt. How are you? Good, mate. Good to catch up with you. Let's start with cricket, obviously, and your reaction last night to Mitch Marsh getting the Allen Border medal and, and the speech that followed. It's all about being yourself, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no great surprise to hear Mitchell Marsh get up and make a, a speech like that um, after receiving that award. I actually caught up with a few boys in the lounge and we were um, leaving Brisbane after the test match and asked a few questions of some of the lads as to who they thought would win. I think the overall riding consensus was that they, they thought it was probably going to be Pat Cummins who was probably going to win it, but they thought Mitchell Marsh would be around around the mark somewhere. But as it turned out, he was a, a very dominant winner. And as, as you, can, you can... I mean, he's very emotional with it as well because it was only you know, six, eight months ago where he wasn't even in the test team. He only got back into the test team because of an injury to Cameron Green in the middle of that Ashes series. And, and since then, he, he hasn't looked back. He's played with this, you know, um, sort of unwavering freedom. The way he's gone out and approached his batting every game has been exactly the same. You know, he's, he's trying to score runs as quickly as we can. And when you've got Travis Head at five and him at number six in that Aussie team and they get going, it's a it's a pretty dangerous setup. So, look, I'm, I'm really thrilled for him. I... I'm lucky I'll get to coach him at the uh, at the Delhi Capitals as well in the IPL. So um, hopefully you can bring some of this form from the summer across there to the IPL in a couple of months' time. Just on that, and we were talking about this this morning, because there is a balance, Ricky, isn't there? When you come into an Australian setup, right, and, and no matter what stage you're at in your career, you're coming into a, a pretty imposing kind of setup where you want to fall into the standards, which are extremely high. And the standards are being driven by those that are around you, you, you want to find that that balance now of letting the player play with freedom and use his skills and l- the love of the game, all of that stuff. Now when you've got your coaching hat on, how do you approach that kind of balance when you when you see a player like a Mitch Marsh in that scenario? Oh, look, I think I think with that, I think coaching is changing all the time and evolving all the time, all the time and that's across all sports. I mean, I think we first saw it maybe three or four years ago, you know, Melbourne Footy Club, I'm making an example of them over here in the AFL, you know, not wanting to go on their pre-season camp and telling the coaches they didn't want to go and, the, you know, the whole camp got cancelled as a result of that. Um, so, but really coaching now is is knowing and, and identifying the characters and the personalities that you've got to work with and finding a way to make them uh, as comfortable as possible, but also finding a way to challenge them and make them better players. Um, and I think that, you know, you heard... Uh, Mitch talked last night about Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins, you know, believing in him and and just letting him be himself and and trusting their preparation. I think that's that's the big part of it. It's easy to sit back as a coach and and you think you've got all these great ideas about the right preparation, the right right way for these guys to play. But at the end of the day, they've got to work it out for themselves and they've got to be confident within their own skin to go and play that way. At the end of the day, you know, the, the players are living and dying by the sword as well. It's it's yeah. their performances, it's their career. You're just trying to find a way to make them better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It always comes back to the individual, doesn't it, at the end of the day? Just a quick one again on, on the coaching scene. Is there anything for us to, to dig into around the Washington freedom? Is, are those discussions that, that are being reported taking, taking place with Major League over there in the States? Yeah, there have been some discussions. We're not, we're not there yet. I mean, I've, I, haven't, I haven't committed to anything just yet, but um, I've, had some, I've had some initial discussions. Um, you know, the time of the year... Sort of fits in okay for me, but I've got a really hectic um, off season again. Well, when I say off season, there's no, 
no such thing as an off season for for cricketers anymore. I mean, I've I've finished now. I've got a, a few weeks now um, before the IPL. The IPL sort of rolls into the T Twenty World Cup, and then MLC is immediately after the the T Twenty World Cup. So it's yeah. um, potentially another another big year of uh, of time away if I want it. So they're the things I've just got to um, work through. You know, from if I'm actually going to be commentating the T20 World Cup or not, and then you know, if if I'm not doing that, you know, where does MLC fit in? But you know, I, I love I love the coaching side of it. I think everyone knows that mm. I've really enjoyed the time that I've had at the IPL over the last six or seven years, and I've I've been able to help out around the Aussie team on a couple of tours. You know, when Justin was coached, so um, you know, the game's in my blood, and I love working with the best players in the world and trying to find a way to make them better and, and winning some games along the way. And you always find time for wine, right? So, in fact, your, your partner in crime at Ponting Wines, Dave and I were talking last week about this time of the year for for them and, and for Ben when you maybe have a day or two or a weekend or two to get your hands dirty back at Ponting Wines and, and whether or not they look forward to it. Now, David said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So where are you at with Ponting Wines at the moment? I know you're going to head to Hobart next week to meet some of the growers. So this is your opportunity, quite literally, that little window that you talk about, mate, to get your, your hands dirty again. Yeah, it's normally... We normally find some time during the middle of the winter as well where I, I get across to McLaren Vale probably three or four times a year to catch up with our winemaker, Ben Riggs. Um, and, yeah, I'll be in Hobart, you know, as you say, next Thursday night. We've got a dinner, uh, a wine dinner down at, at in Hobart. And then the next morning we'll get up and meet Gun. Basically, door knock all the growers in Tasmania and try and find which ones are going to be willing to give us sort of what we need to keep producing our wine out of Tassie. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's about four years in the making now. Uh, this this wine label that you know my wife and I actually started together, along with as I said then along with David Krenich and, and and Ben Riggs. And mm-hmm. um, look, it, it's been a lot of fun. Like my wife and I, we we love wine. You know, we love drinking wine, obviously, but we've loved the journey of of. Um, getting to know more about it, uh, meeting some great people, knowing more about the regions, knowing more about the making that Ben's been able to educate us on. Um, but at the same time, it, it's a real challenge. You know, it's, it's a hard industry to, to crack. And, you know, awareness for us brand-wise is the thing I think that's probably holding us back more than anything else. Um, and I think the fact that people still, even if they see a bottle um, ponting wine um, in a bottle shop, I don't think they actually understand that it's mine or it's, it's ours that we, you know, I think people think it's a another ambassador sort of deal that we, you know, we're just sticking our name on the front of a bottle, but it's not that at all. We're working 24-7 on our own business, um, you know, trying to create something um, extra special that our kids might want to, you know, take over in 20 or 30 years' time when Rana and I have had enough. So it's... Um, mm. It's a slow burn, but it's been a lot of fun. I'll tell you the feedback we've been getting, Rick, since our partnership together here at SEN and Ponting Wines is that people also love the stories behind that. And as they're getting used to I mean, you obviously know that our audience know exactly who you are and your input into this. And my chats with Ben around the making process and David around the business process as well. But people love those stories that a label can tell. You know, the, the 366 Shiraz Cabernet, the pinnacle that you've got, the storylines that go behind the bottles of wine, I guess you must you must find a little bit of a balance. For instance, when you're going to have that um, that, that dinner down there in Hobart, that, that there will be those kind of questions. So why did you pick this story to go with that wine or why did you pick this wine to go with that story? Are you getting that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and it was a big it was a big part of um, starting out on this journey was making sure that we were telling story through the brand because it's it's it's, that, it's telling that story that keep people um, intrigued and involved and, and want to come back. You know, you say that they might buy the Pinnacle Shiraz one day, and that you know that tells a story about 
Ashes cricket and how I've always felt that Ashes cricket is the pinnacle of our sport. And then you might move on to the next one. It might be the close of play. And, and, you know, why do I call it the close of play? Because at the end of my career, I was I was sitting around in the change rooms, not having half a dozen beers like we used to, but actually sitting around with some of the, uh, the older, uh, well, I can't call them more cultured guys because they're not that cultured, but... Um, you know, the older blokes like a Langer or a Hayden were having a glass of red wine rather than having, you know, a truckload of beer. So that was why that one was called the, the close of play. So, mm. and even the fact, Matt, that, you know, I, being from Tasmania, if I'm if I'm being authentic about telling story, I wanted to make sure that I had enough Tasmanian wines in the range as well. So we've got mm. four Tasmanian wines in the range. We've got a, a, a Tasmanian Pinot Gris, a Chardonnay, and two Tasmanian Pinot Noirs that, that sort of, you know, tells the whole story about where I'm from and my upbringing and, you know, my career, my local career club. So one of them, one of the Pinos was called the Mowbray boy, because anyone that, if you asked anyone in Tasmania about me, the first thing they'd say was, would be that he's, oh yeah, he's a Mowbray yeah, boy. Mowbray boy. Yeah. Um, so there's all these stories to tell. The labels obviously are, are very cricket themed, you know, with the, the cream labeling and the, and the gold and, and green caps that that's sort of supposed to represent a, the same color as a, a baggy green cap and the, and the creams are, the same colour as, as your test creams that you wear when you play a test match. So, um, yeah, there's story there's story to be told on the back of each bottle, and, and that was, you know, Brianna and I worked really hard on making sure we got all those stories exactly the way that we wanted them. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, look, our listeners have been well and truly invested in it, pontingwines.com.au, and we've given them a code too, Rick, SEN20 offers them 20% off purchases direct from the winery. So you got that dinner next Thursday down there in Hobart. Um, all the very best with that. Great to catch up with you, mate, and enjoy what little time you get in between the breaks. And thanks for being part of our little show here on SEN. Always a pleasure, Matt. Ricky Ponting joining us there. Pontingwines.com.au is the address to go to. The stories that we tell you week in and week out Um are really fascinating, and you can follow those stories, obviously, alongside all of the the wines and the collection and the shopping and all that business on pontingwines.com.au. Some great insights from former Australian captain, one of the legends of the sport, in Ricky Ponting.